This podcast is being brought to you by Zola, the wedding company that will do anything for love, is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moments in couples' lives even happier. Join over 500,000 couples who've used Zola. Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, save the dates and invitations, a wedding registry, and free easy-to-use wedding planning tools. It's so convenient to manage everything online in one place, and it saves so much time for the couples. They have over a hundred beautiful save the dates and invitation designs. There's really one for every style and color scheme. So it's easy to customize Zola's designs with photos, your own wording. You even get your free guest addressing, free matching envelopes, and friendly prices. They have free wedding websites that actually match all of the save the dates and invitations. And you can add your guests to Zola's tool and they'll help you collect missing addresses, format your addresses, and even track RSVPs, which is amazing. My favorite part about Zola is the free wedding website. It's easy to personalize your favorite design with all of your wedding details, your photos, stories, travel, accommodations, and you can even integrate your wedding registry with Zola so that your guests can get all the details they need to buy a wedding gift in one convenient place. The Zola store has the widest selection of gifts, all different prices, over 500 top brands such as KitchenAid, Sonos, Airbnb, and you can even create a honeymoon fund at Zola and register for travel gift cards from like Delta and Southwest, which is amazing. You can register... If you do your registry through Zola, you get 20% off remaining gifts on your registry for six months post-wedding, which is amazing. So go on over to Zola.com slash Angela Profit and get 30% off your save the dates and invitation order. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash Angela Profit, P-R-O-F-F-I-T-T, two F's and two T's. Welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you build a productive, profitable wedding or event business. Here's your host, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. It's Angela Profit, your event and productivity therapist, coming to you from the heart of Music City in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Weddings Unveiled, professional tips and secrets on wedding planning and event design, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the event industry, what we have learned from them, and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the hospitality industry. Hi, y'all. It's Angela Prophet. Thank you so, so much for joining us today on Weddings Unveiled. I'm super, super excited to talk with Heidi Thompson, who is the founder of Evolve Your Wedding Business. Heidi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. 
thank you so much for taking the time. And gosh, Heidi, you and I hooked up a long time ago. Was it when you first launched Evolve Your Wedding Business? I know you were on the podcast and I'm trying to think when that would have been. I want to say it's in like number wise, somewhere in like the episode 30 something, 40 something. So it was a pretty long time ago. And what are, what episode are you on now? I just put out 119 today. That's amazing. So you hit over a hundred. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. Well, for our listeners, Heidi, tell us about your background. Yes. So my background is, of course, you know, one of these weaving journeys that we all have (laughs) with plenty of realizations along the way. Yeah. But um, I actually started in the event space working in nonprofit fundraising events. And I loved them. I was doing it when I was in college as a volunteer. And then I started working for nonprofits and I loved it. But it was weird because that's when I first started to realize I really liked marketing because you can't raise funds unless you get people to come near events. That's right. And uh, so that was a realization for me. I had never really done much with marketing at this point. So I'm like, okay, file that somewhere for later. Uh (laughs) And I continued, yeah, I continued working in the event space. I worked uh, as an assistant to a wedding planner and that was my first introduction to really the wedding side of this whole event space. And I loved it. I loved it so much. It gave me this insight into this industry that I really at the time didn't know much about. So while all this is going on, I get married. I moved to England where my husband is from and I'm working in all sorts of different marketing jobs. I've marketed universities, social media software, poop, literally poop for (laughs) health benefits. (laughs) No pun intended for healthcare. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And all the while, like I'm keeping my eye on the wedding industry in the UK and I'm noticing you know, with this eye of a marketer that what they were putting out in wedding media, you know, magazines, most websites, uh, bridal shows was not at all what people were looking for and what they were doing. People were doing more of, uh, you know, incorporating their personalities, more of a rock and roll bride, an offbeat bride, or at least incorporating some of those elements and looking for more uniqueness in their wedding. So that's when I started the alternative wedding fair to bring fun, quirky couples and fun, quirky vendors together. And it was through working with those vendors that I realized that not everyone just reads marketing books for fun. (laughs) I'm a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I just like business and marketing. So I found I was spending a ton of time helping my exhibitors make the most of it so that they could, you know, generate leads and then follow up with people and how do you do that? And that's where I realized that there was this opportunity to bring like this marketing side of my life and this love for the wedding industry together. I love it. So like, did you actually have like a strategy where you're like, oh, I didn't just fall into this. Like it was a market that where you saw a need 
you put a plan together and you're like, I'm going to jump in and help. And pretty you much went through your own wedding, which is amazing. So you learn what's to do and what not to do sometimes. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. what say like for, for our listeners who don't know a lot about yet, um, about your business and how you help and what would you say, how would you describe like how you started and like where you've come today with the business? Yeah. So when I was starting, I wasn't totally sure what it was going to look like. I knew that the purpose was always the same. It was always to help wedding business owners grow their business, make more money from their business, you know, be able to have a living from their business and not, you know, kill themselves in the process because that happens a lot. <laughs> to be Burn so busy. Out. Yeah. And yes. it's so easy to do when it's something that you love. Yes. So I went through you know, trying a couple different ways of working with people. I've always done one-on-one coaching and I thought that was really important. And I still like to stay really close to the people that I work with because you can get really attached to your solution to a problem, but if it doesn't solve the problem that the person who hired you is looking to solve, it doesn't really matter. Right. And when you're working closely with people, you see that more. It's, you know, when you start to have more distance from people and you're like, oh, I'm going to create this amazing course. I'm going to create this amazing piece of software. And then you don't check with anybody. It can be like, oh, yeah, nobody wants this. (laughs) (laughs) But I went then into uh, creating courses because I'm very much a teacher as well as a coach. I like to, I guess it's kind of like a consultant sort of thing. I want to, yeah, I want to give you the information, like part of it. Yes. I need to pull out of you because it's in there. I just need to get to it. But part of it, like you just don't know how to do it yet. So I'm going to show you how to do it. So that's where these courses came in. And you know, it was just like I was saying, it was that distance thing that I noticed started to happen with these courses. And I wasn't having the relationships with people that I really like to have in working with them so that I can spot, you know, what they need and help them sometimes before they realize they need help with something. So instead of continuing to do just, you know, straight courses. I pivoted to a membership model a little over a year ago. And I have loved that because it really suits the way I like to work with people. And I think that's really important in business. I think we forget a lot of times we get to pick how Mm. our businesses work. We get to pick how our lives work. Like we are in ultimate control here. And I get to have these relationships with people on an ongoing basis because, you know, I can teach someone one thing, but in two months, something else is going to come up. And if I don't have that relationship with them, I feel like I'm failing them. And I hated that aspect of it. So now I'm really enjoying this membership model and having it be a way for me to work with people, yeah. whether they just want to, you know, go through courses or they 
also want, you know, one-on-one coaching, but it's a way for me to do it over time so I can see, you know, what they need and provide that as it comes. And it's so rewarding, right? It's like, I don't know about you, but like when I'm helping other companies and people, it's like, sometimes they come in like, oh, geez, you like, you just don't know what you don't know. And then they have a quick win. And it's like having a child. It's like, mommy's so proud of you. (laughs) It's It's so funny. So tell us like, what is like special or unique about like your service and like what you're providing like for the industry? I think the way that I approach things is a bit different because I'm coming at it from, yes, having worked in the wedding industry, but also having worked in marketing and business and sales and bringing those things together, I can identify where, where people are really falling down and where they are often tripping themselves up if it's like a mindset thing which, you know, always happens when you have a business that's so close to you. Yep. Absolutely. But one, one thing I've been told when I've asked people who I've worked with that they really liked about working with me or that really stood out is they tell me that I have a way of breaking down and explaining complex concepts in ways that allow you to figure out, okay, I need to do step one, step two, step three, and I'm good. So I really like to, you know, dive into that and focus on providing clarity for people because I think clarity feels so good. It does. I love that. That's amazing. And like exactly to your point, what you just said, even when I need help with something, I'm too close to it. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes when I'm working on a project, like we were just talking about, like launching a membership is a membership site. I've been in membership groups for uh, entrepreneur with other entrepreneurs, and I've gotten so much out of it. And I'm like, I want to do this for the wedding industry and the events industry and for small businesses that need help with technology and productivity and going paperless and specifically like psychology. And so I, I thought, oh, I'll just do some research and like do a plug-in on my website on WordPress. Oh, no, it's not that easy. <laughs> and constantly providing consistent content and support is really what it's about. And some people do it really well and some people don't. And I've been on both sides where I've been a part of some membership coaching groups where every two weeks or every month or what it is, I mean, whatever it is, it holds me accountable to like my own personal and professional goals, which is wonderful. But like, Heidi, what would you say? Like, I know, God, I could list a thousand with the whole membership thing. Like, do you, have you faced any challenges with like, with launching the membership or educating people about it and what it's about? I don't know about you, but like, sometimes it's been really tough for me to get other people who do their passion and get paid for it to invest in themselves. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, just, I'll stop answering questions, (laughs) my own question, but tell, tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) That, and I know I've been guilty of it myself at times and it can be hard. And that's a, it's a mindset hurdle that everyone has to get over in their business. We're like, you don't feel like you're 
able to invest in yourself or you don't feel like you're worth investing in yourself or when I get to this point, I'll invest in this. But then like that goalpost keeps moving Mm -hmm. and you never do it. And I really think that building a business is like the greatest self-improvement journey that you can ever go on because you have to deal with all this stuff that comes up. And you can't just ignore it because it's tied to your income. So it literally forces you to like, you know, deal with your head stuff. But the things that I've struggled with, I think sometimes people aren't used to the model. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of put off by the idea of paying for something. Investing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> on a monthly basis. Where, and I mean, the way I flip that and I'm very open about it, I'm a very, you know, just brass tacks kind of person. Mm-hmm. I have a trial and that has helped a lot. And I tell people, if you don't like the trial, please cancel. Like I show you how to do it in the welcome video. I will not try to hide this from you. Right. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But I think with a lot of things, you should at least give it a try, especially if there is really nothing to lose. Right. Or if you're going to get at least something out of it, but it might be like the magic pill you thought it would be, which, spoiler alert, nothing is. (laughs) Nothing is (laughs) quick overnight, people. No. And nothing (laughs) applies to everybody, probably including that statement. But... (laughs) Yep. I think, you know, mindfully investing in yourself is important, but then you also have to be careful about whether or not this lines up with your goals because you can go down a rab- another rabbit hole where you buy every course you see and every piece of software you see and join all the memberships when really 90% of those don't have anything to do with what you're working towards. So I think you really have to check what you are thinking about signing up for or investing in or who you're thinking about hiring and look at how that impacts what you're trying to do in the big picture. And I'm sure you've probably seen this too, but I see this around delegating and getting help. Mm-hmm. And I see why, because it costs money. But when you start to think about it in terms of, okay, I'm buying five hours a week back Mm -hmm. by working with this virtual assistant and maybe they're 20 bucks an hour. If you can generate more than $100 worth of value in those five hours, way, way worth it. Yeah. That's something that I learned, um, again, from having a business coach and a mentor that I allotted, like literally, I'm like, we have to set aside this much money every year for me to have a coach and for me to grow because I can't grow unless I have a coach. And I'll say the very first time I had to, I paid to get somebody, I was like, oh, that's a lot of money. And then he really changed my mindset. He's like, why, why are you thinking of it that way? Like you could go out in the next two days and make back every penny that you just spent once you learn the, the formulas and the processes and the strategies that I teach. 
He's like, now it's not get, you know, overnight, let's get rich quick. Like it's a lot of hard work and, but it's going to pay off. And he's like, you're working so much harder than you need to be. Let's be smarter about this. And so every year, like, and things change so rapidly. It's like one year it was like, okay, this year we're just going to do a book. And then the next year it's like, we're just going to do videos. And the next year it's like, we're going to do a podcast. And then the next year it's like, so we really had like a five year plan almost. And I'm on almost year four. And it's like, I look back and I'm like, wow, look at what you, like we have accomplished like as a team and a company. And I don't know when I first got into this industry and they're like, well, what's your goal? Like how many events do you want to do? How many weddings do you want to do? How much money do you want to make? Well, I had a full-time job. Like I couldn't even, I was like, what? That's just my fun money. I don't care. I don't, I don't care if I do 10 weddings, 20 weddings, a hundred weddings. And then finally, when I did get out of the healthcare industry, I was just like, oh, now I understand. Like you have to have goals in order to make sure you have X amount of money coming in so you can A, pay your bills, B, pay your people. And then like my favorite challenge, whenever I talk with people, they're like, I can't afford an assistant. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. I'm like, you can't afford not to do it and not to invest in other people. You cannot do this yourself. I mean, how many people do you work with Heidi, that are like, oh, they're just never going to do it the way I do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that is like the number one hang up. And yep. I mean, it takes time. It takes practice to work on that mindset and, you know, just have an experimentation mindset with it. So like, okay, fine. If you're not ready to hire someone, what is one task that you can find someone on Fiverr or someone on Upwork to do for you? just to get that feeling of what it's like to hand something off. And it's it's like crack. Yeah. You want to do it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on like the whole virtual assistant thing and what has been your experience with that and like your clients? I love that virtual assistants are a thing. And I Mm -hmm. think we live in an awesome time. Yeah, we really do. We do. And I mean, I've worked with people and I've loved it. Um, and I, I've recommended that clients do as well. And the great thing about working with a virtual assistant is that it's different than having an employee. Like they are really good at their specific skill set. And typically they run a business. So they're entrepreneurial. They know what to look out for. They know how to just take the reins and do the damn thing. Mm -hmm. And that's something you don't always find in employees. It's just, you know, a different kind of mindset. But what I love most about virtual assistants is that you can get started working with someone on a very specific task, it can be like one thing that takes up a couple hours of your week. And you can work with someone just for a couple hours a week. And then something magic happens when you're paying someone for that time. Mm-hmm. And it really lights a fire under you where I'm paying to free up this time. I better do something worthwhile with it. And you mm-hmm. do. And it's amazing. Yep. I I was in a seminar once and one of the ladies speaking, she said, I want everybody 
to take out a piece of paper and a pen. And I'm like, well, I'll type it on my phone and my notes and some paperless, but that's the great idea. She's like, I want you to make a list of everything that you do in a day and everything that you like to do and everything that you have to do and everything that you don't want to do, but you just have to do it or you think you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I literally, that year, I was thinking of like doing something else because our town flooded in Nashville. This was in 2010 and we had eight displaced events and it was just kind of a nightmare. And I was like, what the hell am I doing with my life? This is too stressful. And I went there, um, I was at this conference and so I made a list and I'm like, okay, I don't like doing to-do list. I don't like, these are things that I knew about myself, but I knew they had to be done. And so that's when I really started to understand the power of outsourcing and leaning on other people. But what I learned from that was that I was a really bad communicator because I would tell people like that I need help, but I would only tell them half the story. And mm-hmm. so we started to implement apps like Wonderlist and use different softwares. So, and it taught me and helped me actually become a better communicator and a better leader. And the fact of the matter is 80% of what I do as a business owner, I, or have to do, let me rephrase, I don't do that in my company anymore. I outsource, I hire people who A, like to do it, and B, they're way better at me than doing it. So like managing the emails and the budgets and the day-to-day stuff, like there's people who love it and they own it and they love getting a to-do list with 57 things and crossing them off every day. But, and I like to sell. I like to, and I know that about myself. And so as a team, having people that do not think like me, you know, super important. And so have you had that same experience, like when you're outsourcing and delegating and you like have that aha moment? Oh yeah. And it's funny because I mean, first of all, when you're trying to communicate a task, you're going to fail the first time because you're, (laughs) you're so used to relying on this process in your head. It's Uh weird to try to, to try to document it as a checklist. And I'm a big fan of, um, a screen sharing tool called Loom where you can just record your screen, talk through what you're doing and why you're doing it. And that way, you know, anytime you have someone do that, it's just, here's the video, here's how to do it. And then I think it's funny because you get into these relationships with your team and you hand something off to them and they're like, well, why don't we just do it this way? This is way easier. And you're like, I would have never thought of that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many people that I work with now that business owners and entrepreneurs and they're like, the millennials. I'm like, guys, think about it. You have to, everybody has to be potty trained. I mean, come on, (laughs) like (laughs) potty train your dog, your kid, whatever. And you can relate to it. And it's like, if you find the right people who, who are born with, loving customer service and loving taking care of things, you have to train them the way that you want them trained. There's a lot of people out there that are not teachable. And then there's a lot of people that are, but you've got to find the right people and stop complaining. Like I love my younger girls because they're like, Hey Angela, there's this new app that'll do that. And they know I'm an app fiend. So it's like embrace like the older I get, it's like, Oh my God, I'm going to be born. It's like, it's just a number. Like I love having experience and love bringing new people into the space 
that are teachable and trainable. What are your thoughts on people having an intern program? I think you have to be careful. Gotcha. I, I've never done it myself, but I know that the law around it is kind of weird and can be kind of hard to understand if what you're doing is within, you know, providing education because they don't give you like a framework, like do this, do this, do this. But I know for interns, you definitely have to make sure that you are following that law to a letter because so many people have abused it for just free labor. Yeah. Yeah. And for, yeah. For no, you know, educational benefit, which is what it's supposed to be for. Uh-huh. 100%. Um, so I would just say, talk to a lawyer before you do that. Yeah. The other thing that I've learned recently, I mean, we've had an intern program for a, for a long time and, you know, it's definitely kind of seasonal, but we typically take people, you know, every eight weeks, every semester year round. And I've learned, you, you know, you definitely have to be careful. And I had a girl working with me that spent kind of more time with the interns than I actually got the opportunity to because I was traveling and teaching and, you know, I can't, take them everywhere sometimes, or it just wasn't really execution season. And then towards the end of their internship, like I was in town more and they got to be with me more on a day-to-day basis. And I would start to build a relationship with them. And they would tell me, I'll say, well, has so-and-so taught you this and this? And they just kind of look at me like, what do you mean? And I'm like, oh, you haven't had the opportunity to build a floor plan or you haven't done this or done that. And then I asked my team and it's so funny because they're like mini me's. They're like, well, she's not going to do it the way that I would do it. <laughs> like, oh boy. <laughs> but I how to do it. And yeah. so, but, but what that helped me understand is not everyone is passionate about teaching or helping like we are. Um, yeah. And so it taught me recently to like really take a step back and only take interns when they actually can be around me because being around me or a team member, depending on what their focus is within the company, it can be very different and having them rotate with, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff. Cause it's one thing to plan, design, get all the vendors, do the budget, you know, from a planning source, but then the whole business side is a different story. Uh And recently I actually hired a girl who was an intern in the past. And she's like, Angela, I didn't know any of this business stuff. Like this is hard. And I'm like, yeah, that's why a lot of girls, they think that, you know, they watch a TV show or they watch a movie and they think it's so much fun. And it definitely is rewarding, like doing your passion and making money. But if you don't know how to make money, um, you know, get a coach, join a membership, like get guidance. And if you aren't making money by what you're learning, maybe you're not in the right group, you know, or keep or move on, but definitely invest in yourself and try. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a benefit of that, that a lot of people don't necessarily consider is that like when I work with people, I'm coming at this from a different perspective. So There are so many times when someone will explain what's going on in their business. And I'm like, yep, here's the problem. Here's what you need to do. Do this this week. Do this next week. Do this the week after. And let me know how it goes. It's probably going to be fine, though. 
because you're too close. You know, you can't see the forest through the trees. You don't, and you may not have the experience to realize that there's something larger at play. Like for instance, what I see with a lot of wedding professionals is they get started, they get some clients and then they struggle to get more clients. And I find time and time again, it goes back to them not knowing who they're marketing to and not knowing who their ideal client is. But if you have never studied that kind of thing, you wouldn't know that that's even a problem that you can have. Right. And you're too close to it. Yeah. I mean, I I remember when I first, again, was working with a coach and he's like, how do you make money? Like, do you track your time? And I'm like, oh no, like you can't do that in wedding planning. Like you just kind of like worse than being a doctor sometimes. And he's like, why? Like, why would you not track your time and put parameters around it and have boundaries? And you know, it was so foreign to me back then. I'm like, I can't do that. And he's like, why do you have packages? And why? I mean, he was just questioning quite. He's like, if you don't follow my methods, like I'm basically going to fire you. <laughs> he's like, because I know it works. And so, but doing that, like now I'm a case study of his, like out of a whole year, like tracking time and making sure that all the time and investment and marketing and things that we do. Like, I didn't know what ROI meant. I didn't know what a P&L meant. I didn't know, like all these acronyms. I'm like, huh? He's like, how have you been running a business and like not understanding? I'm like, well, I mean, when you have a job where it's like your real job and you make money and then you float over into owning a business, it's like, I literally woke up one day and I'm like, oh shit, I have to like pay my bills and pay these people. And like, if I don't work or if I don't create some type of a model or a product, like I'm kind of screwed and I'm going to have to go back and get a job. So the only way that I've evolved is by going to conferences and networking and meeting and educating myself. I mean, right now, like what would you say is the biggest benefit for someone to look up, like evolve your wedding business, like where people have those aha moments? I think it's just that. I think it's that if you stay in your bubble and you stay in your comfort zone and you don't meet people who are doing things differently or see things differently, you don't know what's possible because you only think that your way of doing it is the way of doing it. Where, Like you were just saying when you were questioned, well, why are you doing it this way? And it makes you stop and think like, oh. I don't know why am I doing it this way? Is it because I assumed there was no other way to do it? Are there other ways to do it? And now I'm going to explore that. And I think along with educating yourself, yes, everyone's looking for like, you know, the tips, the tactics, but really seeing other ways of looking at business, looking at problems, looking at, you know, how you can structure your business because like I said, I think we all forget, you know, these are our businesses. You can do whatever you want. You can live whatever life you want. You can be completely absent from your business and have a, a manager that runs everything. And you're just doing like the really high level CEO work, or you can be in it every single day. You can do whatever you want. But if you don't know all of the different things that you can do. You know, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And I really just think opening your eyes to other business models, other ways that people do things, 
both in this industry and in other industries is incredibly inspiring and really gets you to start questioning why you're doing things the way you're doing them. And I think that's always healthy. Oh, absolutely. I feel like just recently, though, in the last few years, people have actually really started to wake up and they're like, okay, I should embrace technology. I should Mm -hmm. use technology. Um, But they're afraid, at least what I'm learning, or they'll take, you know, a day out of the year to work on their business instead of in it. And so do you have any pointers for people that are too connected and too in it versus on it and planning ahead? Yeah. So I advise everyone that I work with to take a really critical look at what they're doing and how they're spending their time. And typically what works for this is adding some constraints to it. So maybe it's every Friday afternoon is your reviewing things and working on your business. Maybe, I know for me, typically Wednesday mornings into the afternoon is when I'm working on really thinking of where I want to be in 90 days and six months and a year and making some plans. Because if you don't have time carved out to do that, everyone else will take over your time. So you have to block it out as if it is an appointment with yourself. And I'm a big, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of doing a CEO date with yourself. I do them on Friday afternoons, but you know, whenever it works for you. And I like to look at, you know, my numbers on that day. I like to look at how I spent my time this week, what went well, what didn't go well, so that I can improve upon it the next week. You know, I don't want to spend all this time and money on something and realize in six months it's not working and I've been miserable the entire time. So I'm always looking for ways to align my business with what I want it to be. And what's really important for me lifestyle-wise is freedom. And anytime I look and I'm planning things and thinking about what I want to add in, I definitely ask myself, okay, does this Give me more freedom or does this take freedom away? And if it takes freedom away, is it for a good reason or am I just taking freedom away because I saw someone else doing this and I thought, I'll do that too. Yeah, I often, I mean, that's a great point. I often, I never question myself. And again, like we work in such a gray area where it's not black and white. Like in the medical industry, it's like you go to college, then you go to medical school. If you want to be a subspecialist, you have to do a fellowship. There's like a clear path of how you get there. And in the wedding industry, gosh, I feel like 99.9% of people just happen to have a talent or a passion or it's fun or they like to help people. And I swear, it's like every single person I talk to is like, how'd you get in the industry? And it's like from personal experience. And, and there's, I feel like there's such a lack of education out there. I mean, it's getting better every year. It gets better and better um, for people there. Now I feel like it's getting better in terms of technology and opportunities and leaders out there. But then again, the challenge right now is like getting people to understand that they need it or, you know, it's like they have to be in a really, really, really 
painful situation before they're like, okay, I'm going to pay somebody to help me because I don't need help because I know it all. And it's like, I still don't know it all. I learn new shit every weekend that I work at an event or I'm helping somebody. I'm like, how does this, how do I keep just like weird stuff keeps happening to me? I'm like, how many years can I do this? And so I think just having, like you said, an open mind and knowing like there are true, genuine people out there that are willing to help, willing to share. And it is a mindset. Um, like the older people around like my market, they're like, they think I'm crazy. Like, why would you want to help other people do what you do? I'm like, I don't know about you, but when I'm 65, I'm not going to be wearing heels in a suit running around 25 hours without <laughs> eating pants. Like, I don't know what your goals are. But my goal is to run a business and to run a fun, damn good business that gives people great opportunities and an experience. But I'm not going to do that forever. So that's where the membership model was born a few years ago where I'm like, I can't do this forever. But when, like you said, when you have experience, it's amazing that you are open to share that and leverage that knowledge to help other people. So thank you for doing that for our industry. And, and thank um, you for doing it. I think we need more people share. And I think, you know, I, I'm really endeared by like the Rising Tide Society philosophy that I feel like has permeated the creative industry of... Mm -hmm. You know, rising tide lifts all ships. We are not, this is not like a zero sum game. It's not, I knock you out of business and all of a sudden I become king of the mountain. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's the fun in that? Right. It's, and that's the thing. It's all like one of the groups that I'm in, some of my people, they're like, this is like my therapy group. And like having a therapist used to not be cool, but now it's like what keeps me cool. Like literally like no pun intended, but it's like, why does everybody think that that's a bad thing to like reach out for help? I mean, this is a hard, hard, hard emotional roller coaster, not only for our clients and for our brides and our couples and all the personalities and all the money that's going back and forth. I mean, it's a very challenging industry, but it's all in how you say it and you communicate and you deliver the message. And so that's why positivity and understanding like how your clients think psychologically is so, so important. And if you don't know how people perceive you, how can you help other people understand? Like, that's what I yeah. just don't get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you like, are you into like any psychology methodologies or any type of those types of tests? I've definitely taken some that are, I think they're more personality based, the ones that I've taken. What, which ones are you a fan of? So, well, honestly, I mean, I love my favorites, True Colors, because it's the most, I guess, just rewarding and team building. It's just elementary. It's easy to understand. That's the methodology that I wrote a book on years ago. And then my attorney's like, oh, you can't do that. You you have to like contact a company, Angela. And I'm like, well, I used it in the mental hospital because <laughs> it's very prevalent in the healthcare industry. And so I got hooked up with the company and went to their university and got certified. And that took me down a whole nother path. Oh, I um, bet. And I mean, I love it because that's the core of what we do. 
And, and I know it works because I saw it work on really, really sick patients. And so like when a bride's like, my mom's crazy, that's why I'm hiring you. I'm like, clinically, or you just, she's driving you crazy. Like it's two different things. And so I can address both. I also really like strength finders because it identifies like the top five strengths and they say, you know, your bottom five weaknesses and it helps me identify gaps in my company for me to hire people that are good at the things that I'm not good at psychologically. I really like, there's a lady um, named Sally who does how to fascinate. I love that one. I found that one is so spot on for me. I'm like, yep, yep. I totally do that. (laughs) And like a friend of mine in one of the ILEA chapters that I was speaking at, he's like, oh my God, that your true color sounds just like this. And he sent me the book. I'm like, oh my God, that book is so thick. But actually after I opened it up and started looking at it, I'm like, okay, it's like a fun book with charts. And I mean, I loved it. And of course, like Myers-Briggs and you have all those like take it on the computer and it spits out information, but I'm all about the team building to where you understand yourself and then you understand your team and your vendors and your clients. Like we actually do true colors with our clients. We pull out the cards. They're like, are you going to read my palm? Like, no, I'm not a tarot card reader. (laughs) However, I do believe in that. And it's really cool if you ever talk to somebody, but that's not what I do. I'm like, it's a, it's a communication tool to help me keep the stress level down. And it helps me customize the message based on the way that you need to hear it. And so the psychology of understanding how the brain is wired is what I, I'm fascinated. I mean, I'm just completely fascinated by it. I just love it. I think you see that though, even if you like take it to a micro level, you see that with people that you're in relationships with and you find that when you communicate something in a certain way that is fine to you, like your spouse gets mad at you or your mom gets mad at you and you're like, yeah. oh, okay. It's, there's something about the way I'm presenting this yep. that's not connecting. Yep. It matters so much. I mean, I love that saying, like, it's all in how you say it and deliver yeah. the message. <laughs> and I love psychology in the way that I talk about marketing because a lot of people don't put themselves in the shoes of who they're marketing to. Yeah. And once you do that, that changes things. And when you think about, you know, what their concerns are, what their problems are, what their objections are and you can address that in your marketing, you're going to have a much easier time booking clients. And it's so much more clear as to who you want. And I mean, I've had people say, oh my gosh, this, you know, psychology test has changed everything. It changed my life. I'm like, well, that's the point. Like, that's why you get help. (laughs) And you go outside of something that you're so close to. And a lot of just specifically planners, even outside of like brides and our clients, spending money on ourselves and on our businesses is really hard to do sometimes because we want to spend money to make a client's event look amazing. I was totally guilty of that. And when it was, when it was tracked for a year and then my accountant's like, look at how many people you paid them to do their wedding because you didn't charge appropriately. Mm -hmm. You do have overhead, even though you don't have a huge office, you have to have a car, you have to have gas, you have to have a team, you have to have people to help. Like you can't do it all yourself. I was just, it was like getting a knife like stuck in my gut. (laughs) 
I'm like, oh, this is not a smart way to run a business. And that's really what opened my eyes is to start tracking. And yes, it was like nails on a chalkboard. But like you were saying earlier, it has taught me to be very intentional of who my clients are and who I'm surrounding myself with, not only on a professional level, but a personal level. Because you want to surround yourself with people who support and who can add value in your business. And it helps take away overwhelm too, I find. You know, people, especially around marketing, feel like they have to do everything all the time. And when you know what really matters in your business, if you know that, you know, 70% of your clients come from this source, great, focus on that. You don't need to spend time on Pinterest. You can automate things as much as possible so that you have the least amount to do. Just focus and you can be intentional about what actually works, but you can't do that if you don't know what works. Right. So do you guys offer a service where, you know, obviously you coach and you consult and you lead people in our industry, like how to do it and you give them plans to do it. Do you ever have clients come back and just say, Heidi, that's great. I've tried it. The consistency isn't there. I I don't have time for it. I'm not good at it. Like, can I hire somebody to just do it for me? Like, do you help them find those people or are you just kind of like, okay, you know, the formula, find your own people or how do you address the consistency of long-term strategy? That's a good question. And I try to refer people to virtual assistants, experts in that specific, you know, field that they're having a hard time with if it is something that they want to delegate. But a lot of times, like I got to get them there. So they're doing it, they're falling off. They're doing it, they're falling off. So part of it is, okay, we need to address why this is happening. And it's okay that it is, but we just need to figure out what's causing it. And if it's just, you know, it's not your main priority, you want to hand it off, fine. If it's something around like productive procrastination where you're avoiding it because Mm -hmm. it makes you a little bit uncomfortable and it's outside of your comfort zone, okay, then we can work on that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to give it to someone else. You can. But I think it's more important to work on the business owner as the business owner mm-hmm. than because it's it's easy, you know, to just be like, I'm going to hand this off to someone. I'm not going to deal with this. But like, maybe you should deal with it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, I'm just, I'm so, so honored that you took the time to come on today. And can you tell our listeners like where they can find out more? Tell them your site, your social media platforms, and more about any type of membership opportunities. Yeah, for sure. So I am Evolve Your Wedding Business everywhere on social, and you can find me at evolveyourweddingbusiness.com. That is my main site where you'll find all of my content and my podcasts, and you can find one with Angela as well. And the membership is called the Wedding Business Collective. And you can find that through the main site or by going directly to the weddingbusinesscollective.com. And you'll see everything that is involved with it. There are different tiers depending on what you need. And there's a 10-day trial. So give it a try. See if it is right for you. And if not, not a problem. If it is a good fit for you, awesome. I can't wait to help you. 
That is awesome. That's amazing that you do a trial for people. We we when we first started out, I'm like, nope, no trials. Like if if they're they're either going to be serious and they're going to have skin in the game or not. And then my coach is like, Angela, you can't do that. <laughs> He's like, you can't just ask people. He used the funniest analogy ever. He's like, there's this guy I was listening to, and he's like, you can't just go up to a girl at a bar and be like, here's my room key. Like, let's hook up. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I guess you, I was like, well, some people might be like that. And he's like, you've got to build a relationship with people. Like, it's just so funny. And that goes back to like being too close to something. It's like, yeah. I know you need it. Like, I know you need technology. I know you need to go paperless. But he's like, you can't do that. Like, you got to get people like, warmed up to the idea of helping. So it's funny funny because like I'm being coached on how to pull back and not throw up information on people. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) problem, but apparently I have that problem or that challenge opportunity (laughs) the other day. I like like, that. Upper, he said, O-F-G. I'm like, huh? He's like opportunities for growth. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I I like that acronym. (laughs) I like that too. Yeah. So we have fun around here as we're growing with all kinds of opportunities. Um, But again, honey, thank you so, so much. It was so awesome to reconnect with you. And for all of you listeners out there, be sure to check out Heidi's podcast as well, Evolve Your Wedding Business. And thank you so much for listening to Weddings Unveiled today. Have a great day. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with other wedding and event professionals. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for more tips on how to grow your business. And if you have a question or an unresolved issue that you want guidance on, connect with us on AngelaProfit.com. For more valuable resources, again, visit the website. And until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Weddings Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time for more insights to help you build a productive, profitable wedding or event business. For more great resources, head over to AngelaProfit.com.